Oh my dangerous, dangerous. I don't know what that means, Wavy, but sure. Hey, I guess it kind of relates to like, oh my girl? (laughs) I guess, yeah. Hey. OMD. OMD. That's the, Uh, that's the, that's the boy, that's the boy group version of Oh My Girl. Yeah, yeah. That's (laughs) WM. Well, I mean, we have ONF. That's Yeah, we have, yeah. The boy group. Yeah, close enough. (laughs) Yeah. What's up, everyone? It's Nate from Truly Daybok with another Daybok cast. This is episode 120. I can um, do it all in one hand this time. <laughs> yeah. Um, if you don't know what the Daybok cast is or Truly Daybok, we are a YouTube channel that does talks about Korean culture, K-pop, Korean entertainment culture, K-pop mostly, um, and we branch out sometimes into like J-pop and other stuff as we see last week. Um. Uh, it's usually three of us. Uh, Jacob is at school studying abroad in Korea, so it's hard to get time to record and stuff. Um, we should hopefully have him on in the next week next or two. Week. Yeah, if we can try to find a week, a uh, week to have him on. Um, but yeah, uh, we do a podcast, weekly podcast, usually split up in parts. That's our main show, and then we just do random other stuff every once in a while, like the Produce Cast, other side podcasts. Basically, um, we're all about podcasts. Um, as always, I'm Nathan, uh, as always, I'm joined by Andrew, who usually has three things. Uh, so it's kind of good and bad in the world of Andrew's sports lately. Um, well, one, uh, my soccer team, Arsenal, made it into a a Europa League final, so that's nice. Uh, the Celtics kind of, like, bottled their season and lost... But hey, at least oh, really? the Bru- the Bruins are in the uh, Eastern Conference Finals, and they're up one to nothing. Well, by the time this goes up, it'll be game two have played, but uh, hopefully they'll be up two oh, games over uh, the Hurricanes. And because I'd be awesome if we made it to like uh, uh, another um, Stanley Cup final. We haven't been to one since 2013, so especially with this group of uh, guys still really young, so I- I'd be excited. Uh, number yeah. two, um, uh, Nate and I both saw Detective Pikachu last night. Well, not not at the same time because Nate's back in Michigan. I'm I'm here in New Jersey in New York, so uh, I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed it so much. Or there was a lot of stuff. Um, obviously, a lot of like nostalgic throwbacks. I mean, I, the story's not gonna like win an Oscar for like best screenwriting or anything but like as someone that appreciates fan service like that's all I needed from this movie essentially so it it, it gave me more than enough fan service out of it yeah it it was good Uh, it was fun which is all I really needed um but it was zero out of ten because there wasn't a single Vulpix in that whole movie, which is a travesty. There are so many hey, growlers. There's, there's so only, many growlers. There's only and there's so much, no Vulpix. Like, they only have such a limited Pokemon Stup- animation why it, budget. <laughs> why did they film it in the red version of the game? That's not fair. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go see it again with my family on Sunday. But yeah. I'm, I'm mad. I didn't get. I didn't get Pokemon. You didn't cards get your Pokemon sp- cards. Yeah. What did you get besides a freaking foil lick? It's I got. <laughs> I got Detective Pikachu, which I assume you probably get in every pack. Yeah. Um, and then a foil lick a tongue. Okay. I wonder if you can get me. Um, uh, I wonder if oh, you can Mewtwo get Mewtwo is probably like the rare one. Yeah. That's probably that, the one that. That's the thing, though. Like, that's that's like probably like next level, like 
Well, granted, you you could probably buy them the singles, but that's like next level Pokemon strats. Just seeing the movie a hundred times to just try and get all the rare cards or whatever. But I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm glad that they did it though, because like that's literally something that they were doing that they did. Like even when I was a little kid, like I remember what seeing yeah, Pokemon the first was movie, the ancient Mew. Yeah. Oh uh, <laughs> no, that's for Pokemon two thousand. Um, the was first that from two thousand? Yeah, Pokemon two thousand is ancient Mew. What was the first one? First one was I forget, um, like mm. so well, Mewtwo card or like Pikachu or something. I forget. I I didn't. I, I don't remember because I, I I I messed up my ancient Mew though because apparently it's just a sticker. <laughs> it was just a sticker that you could. It's like a foil like sticker that you would peel off like the actual card back, and so I fucked oh, up really? my ancient Mew card. <laughs> Wow, <laughs> I didn't mean to, but that's that was weird that they cheaped out and did that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because well, I guess they wanted to get like the ancient like Pokemon card type of look. Yeah, but, yeah. oh well, I, I'm sure my sister has still has her Pokemon collection somewhere, so I, I probably still have a copy of it. Uh, and getting on to my number three thing, um, I was successful in buying my toy tickets. Holy crap! Uh, so like they went on sale at 4 p.m. Eastern, um, for us, uh. Since that that was like the the time for uh, the Newark yeah, concert, yeah, four p.m. local time. Yeah, four p.m. local time. You're buying for Chicago, so it was five p.m. for you. Um, so mm-hmm. I get in. One, thank God, freaking uh, Ticketmaster is it actually is starting to implement a queue system, which something like Axis uh, tickets has been doing forever for like really popular events. Because usually you just like refresh and it just be like a free-for-all trying to get the tickets yeah. and you're just like stuck refreshing and then like the page like errors out and everything Crashes at least and, yeah. yeah at least uh, like queue systems are pretty much how you have to do tickets nowadays because there's just way too many bots and there's way too many just people like trying to buy tickets all at once so i was able to get in mm-hmm. uh all the pl2 tickets were sold out so i had to buy pl1 and i'm going with my niece and nephew so like i ended up paying like 700 dollars for the tickets uh, how is it on your end yeah um, yeah, I got in pretty decently. There was like 2,000 people ahead of me, which didn't take that long. It took me like seven minutes to get through the line. Um, unfortunately, like, I don't know, it sucked because it was like, it was like a little weird trying to get like the best tickets because it was giving, like basically it just gave me like, we're like at the top of the uh, like section we're in, which sucks. Okay, We're yeah. basically like the worst seats of that section. tier. Yeah. Um. So like that kind of sucked, but no, we got I got tickets. So oh, you um, you bought for EV as well, or yeah, we just figured whoever got into the queue first, yeah, just easier. buy two because yeah. So yeah, and then I sold one to EV, who's one of our listeners that goes in our Discord. Hey, um, impromptu meetup. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um. So yeah, I got my tickets. Uh, it'll be it sucks because our show is on a Tuesday, so I have to take Tuesday and Wednesday off. Yeah, because you have to. Fl- yeah, because you have I to, like, drive. drive back. Oh, God. Yeah, it's, like, a five-hour drive, so I don't want to do that right after the concert. I wouldn't get home till like, 3 a.m., so yep. I'll just get a hotel room and leave in the morning. Um, but then, yeah, I got to take two days off of work for it. Hey, at least you get to... But it'll be worth it. Hey, you get Portillo's out of it. Yeah, that's true. I get to Portillo's. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> yep. Uh, and that covers my three things as always uh, subscribe to our channel um, if Nate hasn't already mentioned join our discord no, if you want to engage in ticket buying processes with us because uh, yep. <laughs> it's probably going to be like that for KCON I'm yeah, sure you, you can sit next to us at 
Uh, <laughs> at events at like random concerts <laughs> or if you want um, to participate in events like Discord yeah i'm sure for kcon we'll probably just do like a big mass order for everyone well yeah. i don't know are you you haven't decided if you're doing standing yet i don't know i'll or, probably like when i asked sam she's like oh i usually do p1 i'm just like oh <laughs> so it's like that <laughs> i'm using my own i mean i would i would i would be down to do p1 if i were doing p1 yeah well, p1 I mean, seated right no. Separate from standing. No, P1 standing? P1 standing. Oh, okay, okay. Never mind. I want P2 or whatever the P2 seated, seated yeah. seats yeah, are. I'm sure, I'm sure be... I don't know if Baron does standing. I'll have to see what other people are doing. Yeah, well, we'll, we'll see. But, I mean, we'll, we'll get our KCON plans sorted out in the future. But if yeah, you want we'll to find out, out what we're going to do for KCON, definitely just join our Discord. We'll, you'll you'll find out. Yep. Yeah, hang out. Uh, it's too late, but do the IOI rating anyway, and then personally send me your scores so I can ban you. Because we're doing, we do song ratings, if you don't know. We, I talk about it pretty much every week now. Um, right now we're doing the IOI rating, but it's due before this episode comes out. Um, but yeah, personally send me your scores and I'll ban you. Because you won't like IOI, just like everyone else. And I'll be sad. Don't make me sad. <laughs> don't make me sad. Cooper makes me sad. He gave TT and very, very, very fours the hell what a monster both <laughs> those songs are masterpieces well, I mean, we'll get into complaining about scores later for the actual yeah, yeah, reviews exactly. <laughs> not cooper's though just yeah. jacobs okay uh we'll move on we will go to topic one. Oh, so yeah i guess i we we're doing two topics and two reviews starting off with the reviews like usual um and we'll move on to topic one which is oh my girls the fifth season full album review a girl group released a full album. It's like the fourth full album since 2017 yeah. from a girl group. It's ridiculous. That's, well, because, I don't it was, know. It's I like, think it's, it's G-Friend. Yeah. Was this year, was there one other one this year? I don't know, I but I mean, Twice had a full album this year. Like, at one point. Uh, twice, yeah. Twice had, and, and like, Barry Good had one last year, and that, like, yeah. that's literally it for girl groups. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, this is the fifth season. Um, well, you're reading it, right? Yep. Yeah, you're reading OMG. Okay. Okay. So, oh my girl, the fifth season. Uh, I guess this is a fool. Huh? <laughs> this is a fool. fool. So yeah, that's the, the title of the the full album, and also the title of the uh, single that they're going with. Uh, it was like. Sp- I think they were saying it's it was like spring, sp- summer, fall, winter, love. Yeah, is love is I didn't the know. fifth season. Love is the fifth season, I guess. I mean, I guess it makes sense a bit. Um, so, uh, as someone that's probably like, oh my girl is in a weird sort of position in terms of like the hierarchy of both girl groups and hierarchy of both popular and in popular K-pop groups in that they have a fan base, but they're definitely not. I don't know, it's weird, like, they're definitely, like, not in the leagues of, like, a G-Friend or Twice, unfortunately. I mean, they've have they've had their success, but, I don't know, they just haven't had their breakout moment yet, unfortunately. Or, yeah. it's a, it's one of those groups that's more popular in Korea than it is internationally. <laughs> just because, like, the, it's, yeah. not, it's not the kind of style that love, like, international fans, um, sort of gravitate to, but I, I, I was pretty... Yeah, it's like the opposite... Of, like, Blackpink and yeah. what, like, most international fans like for girl yeah. groups. Yeah, but, I mean, I was pretty early on the 
um, like OMG kind of hype train. Like a friend of mine showed me like like one step two step and like liar liar. Uh, I I got I got in pretty windy day, so that's my I guess mm-hmm. that's my claim to fame in terms of just like liking them. I mean I was I wasn't there for eyeing, but um. uh, I was there for Cupid. So <laughs> I was day one. Yeah, so I mean I I'd say I'd consider myself a pretty big fan of them. I mean I consider like. Uh, Pink Ocean slash Windy Day. It was one of my favorite K-pop albums. So, I, going into this, I definitely have my expectations, and I've sort of been like high and low in terms of, or back and forth in terms of how much I like their singles. So that being said, uh, mm-hmm. with uh, the fifth season, I don't know. I, there are parts of this that I do like, and parts of it that I thought could have been better. Um, I just as a general sort of um, idea, I would say I like the fifth season better than I liked Remember Me because um, that was like a year or so ago but um, like if, just to refresh everyone's memories on my thoughts uh, I know I didn't like Remember Me just because I felt like they were just trying to imitate twice way too much <laughs> like it really felt mm-hmm. just like uh, too derivative that, I think that might be OMG's problem is that they don't have as signature they tend to wander a lot in terms of like sound um yeah, because well, I mean, you get because what well, I think first, for singles, yeah, yeah, like for They've singles, tried a lot they, of different things. Yeah, because I mean, you get you have Aing, you have uh, Liar Liar, you have Windy Day, you get Coloring Book, then um, yeah, 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 closer Secret Garden. Like <sighs> that's the thing. Yeah, it's and I mean, I usually like variety in terms of singles and just groups experimenting but I, I do feel like it's sort of the situation where they haven't been able to nail down a, a signature sound yet which is why I think it's hard for a lot of people to like attach themselves because they don't know what the group is necessarily but I'd say mm-hmm. the fifth season is a lot more in line with what I like about um, OMG like again usually I'm not a guy that tends to gravitate towards like these type of cutesy girl groups but OMG just holds yeah, a special yeah. place in my heart that I love this type of music I mean it's nothing that'll blow the socks off of like a windy day in all honesty um it's a great it, it, I, I still think it's a good song again a good return to form for them um mm-hmm. uh, I'd say o, like one of OMG's strengths is definitely in their vocals and also um just as a general sort of um, note for uh, this whole album, or just the group in general, I think one of the strengths that WM Entertainment utilizes uh, in their groups is they, they're not afraid to experiment in terms of instrumentals, or just like have weird sounds uh, in their mm-hmm. instrumentals, so I do appreciate that. Um, that aspect I think that's why I, I, I or what I can appreciate about OMG as a girl group is that they they do have like weird things that sort of make them unique in that sort of way compared to other girl groups um mm-hmm. yeah I'd say like in terms of song it's nothing that necessarily blows me away but I did enjoy it as a, again it was a return to form uh in terms of like the music video I get it's pretty basic I don't know like they really it's really just like a sort of like CG set type background type of thing um yeah some some choreography is showcased but not really I don't think that's ever been their uh strong point necessarily um it definitely they're definitely trying for another windy day in terms of like the visual elements here so I I I don't mind that necessarily but yeah I'd say Mm -hmm. I do appreciate them sort of returning to like the sound that I liked but it's not necessarily like their best song in, in my eyes yeah I 
I think it's in the middle uh, for me in terms of their singles. Um, I remember me grew on me a lot actually. I didn't like it that much at all when I first heard it, but uh, like listening to it more and more, I, I I learned to love that song. Uh, but no, I thought the song was great. Um, I really like like how bouncy the synth melody is, um, and how like powerful the chorus is with like the string part gets really intense. Yeah. Um, and like and the singing matches it really well. Like it, it just yeah, it's very strong. Um, and like not, I don't know, it's strong. It's a weird way to describe it because it's not like a, it's not like a black Pow. pink song like we we're yeah, saying, but it's, it is, it's powerful in, uh, the song is powerful, but the type of, the style of the song isn't powerful. It's, it's like a dreamy, like innocent girl group mm. song that you'd expect kind of from OMG. Like, like you said, they, they branch a lot on their, on their, uh, singles, but they're, like they have a distinct sound like hmm. that they most of their album tracks are of similar style to this um it it yeah like you said it it's more omg it's back to like what you you liked for, about them um and i'm okay with that i think i think omg's fantastic i think they're underrated like hmm. you said their their fandom isn't that big at least in international fans um and i wish they had more um, I thought that I liked the music video and the styling. I thought it, f- it fits the dreamy f- feeling of the song. Um, it reminded me of Closer's music video too. Yeah. Um, yeah, Closer and Windy Day, like you said. Uh, and then yeah, the choreography is nothing crazy, um, technical, but I, I think it also fits the song really well. Um, but yeah, uh, I, th- I thought it was fantastic. Yep. Uh, so moving on, we have the song called Shower. Uh, again, this is definitely more of the type of sound that they've sort of known for. Again, nothing that really blows mm-hmm. me away. But again, sort of uh, the things I do like about this, again, is they make the the use of like interesting synth lines and that in combination with the sort of high notes that they utilize in terms of the chorus and the verses. Definitely, it makes it like a quintessential oh my girl song so i don't i don't know if you can really explain it any further than that in my eyes but (laughs) yeah yeah i I thought i like this song the synth line it's similar to to um, the fifth season where yeah it's like the synth lines are like go through the verses and build up and then the the chorus is more like string focused um but i thought they were great too I, i like like agree with you like i really like the synths they used the chorus is actually like way softer than i expected with the build-up it had like it it kind of like tones down more than you'd expect considering mm-hmm. how like large the build-up to the chorus was a pre-chorus um and the song actually like the the synths they use and stuff this kind of gave me like lovely's vibes that's got a little bit of that like chiptune mixed with like cutesy girl group um which omg and lovely's have a bit of a crossover in terms of yeah. style already so what I mean, I don't know. It just personal preference. I've seemed to like more of Oh My Girl's music than Lovely's as of late. Yeah. Again, I, I do like the experimentation. But they, they just have some crossover. Yeah. Uh, next, we have case number L5VE. It's a love. <laughs> yeah, but it's the fifth season, so it's a five instead it's of a an five. L. <laughs> I guess. Um, so to describe this song, it's a, again, it. Oh My Girl is an innocent type of girl group, so to draw comparisons to a group like Miss A would kind of be weird, and yet... Miss A did some, like, more innocent 
Yeah, but stuff. this is basically like bad girl. Good they're girl. Known for. This is like a it's like a bad yeah. girl, good girl, except a lot more innocent. Um, so I do like that sort of like I guess change up in um style. I do kind of feel like they kind of force the rap part in this a bit, and hmm. that that kind of that might be that's that's like a thing I have to say about some of the other songs too. Is I I, I love when I, I don't mind when um OMG has uh, has rap lines in it. Um, but yeah. I do feel like they have to pick and choose where they utilize it because I don't think it fits with every song. Um, this yeah, one I, I think agree. it could have done without, in all honesty. But other than that, it wasn't too bad. Yeah, yeah, this one's weird in a good way, in my opinion. Um, like I like the beginning with the instrumentals, like being mostly silent, and then just like some quick piano notes, like snaps and like weird bubbly sounds. Um, just helps focus on the vocals, but then yeah, like you said, the rap part happens and it just like comes out of nowhere, <laughs> and like it kind of like totally it's, doesn't yeah, fit with the opening. Yeah, um, I think that it being so jarring is what kind of throws me off the song in a bit. Yeah, like I don't hate it, but yeah, it is. It is definitely is jarring. Um, and then like yeah, the instrumentals build to like a fun bouncy chorus, so it goes back to like more what you'd expect. One thing I do like about the song a lot, um, and something I like about OMG in general is how low the register for the song is. They yeah. have like much deeper singing voices than most girl groups, mm-hmm. and they they like they don't like most girl groups are singing in higher registers to yeah. sound cute and stuff. And OMG like isn't afraid to like sing in lower registers. Um, which I love. And the song definitely fits that. Mm. So next we have, uh, TikTok. Um, yeah, this is, this one's another one that's not too bad. I feel like at this point it just kind of gets, it's a redundancy after like songs like Shower and Case Love. So yeah, at this point I was just like, okay, it's an OMG song. I really don't know what else to say about it. Um. In in all honesty, <laughs> I disagree. You like this the one the most? This is actually this is my favorite song on the album. Oh, I love God. TikTok. <laughs> I, it's just it's just like a super fun song that like with the great bouncy instrumentals and it just gets you grooving. Like it's I love it. Um, I like I don't know. It's just something about this song and like more than the others was just very like fun um and i like the something they do in another omg song i think unless i'm getting it mixed up with a different girl group song i know a couple other girl groups do it but they use like the radio talking sections in the background um i can't remember what other omg song does it but they definitely do it um in a couple other songs these use a a lot like like where it's just sort of like low far like this, like where yeah, like yeah, talking exactly, in the back, yeah. like at the beginning yeah, of liar liar. Yeah. It's usually it. in English. Yeah, liar liar does it, and I know like uh, uh, a couple other girl groups do it, but I love that. Um, I that, that, that's kind of like well. OMG's thing. <laughs> so I, I wish they'd use, I wish they used that more in their singles again. Like, I, yeah, yeah, they usually only use it in in album tracks. Hmm. Um, and then yeah, the. I mean, the halftime bridge is, like, pretty standard, uh, but the high notes were fantastic, and I like how they faded the high notes out into the background and transitioned them into ad-libs when, the like, as the chorus came back. Mm-hmm. Like, I thought that was really good. And then I loved the ending. The, like, synth instrumental ending was awesome. I, I, it was cool to see, like, an ending like that, having, like, an actual outro almost. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I love the song. <laughs> Uh, next, we're on to Gravity. Um, 
I feel like this is where the album started to really pick up for me because, um, like, after this, they definitely start to get more experimental in terms of uh, song choice and type of genre that they uh, tackle. So this mm-hmm. song, to just surmise it, is essentially OMG's take on, like, an EDM, like, track, as weird as it sounds, because it's not really a full-blooded EDM track or just, like, a, um, like, sort of, like, a house type thing but uh it's got kind of those vibes uh in it mixed with again that sort of like dreamy synth uh and lots of chimes going on in the background type of thing so i i love that sort of blend that they added to this song which i feel like made it stand out a lot more than just i guess what would be considered their standard type of song um the build up to the chorus uh it was incredible. So yeah, this is where the this the album really started to pick up for me. I I, I enjoyed pretty much every song from here on out. Yeah, yeah, I thought the song was awesome. Um, it it's the instrumentals like and especially the beat are real way more intense than you'd expect. Like especially during the chorus, there's like some pretty like crazy drum fills and stuff, which like doesn't really like you wouldn't expect in a song like that. This. Um, and their vocals are fantastic as always. Um, I thought this was a really good song. Mm-hmm. Uh, next we have crime scene. Uh, okay. This is, this is weird. This is the kind of, Oh my girl. I really like when they start doing the weird shit like this. Understated. Yeah. Weird is, I think statement. Like when they start going on this weird sort of instrumental stuff, it's when I really start appreciating uh, the group, or it's what really sort of endears me to this group. Is because again, I, like I said, WM isn't afraid to sort of do, do this experimental type of stuff, which I feel like a lot of girl groups are so afraid. Like, what separates Oh My Girl from like just your standard like innocent girl group is that they do this type of stuff. Um, sometimes as singles as well. Um, whereas like most girl groups are just would just they'd only be they'd only put out stuff like the fifth season like for just like a full album of just that basically and it just get really boring afterwards. Whereas again, Crime Scene is something I feel like could have been a single for them. It's so good. Um, and yeah, I think that's what endears me to like girl groups like Oh My Girl, like Red Velvet, where they're not afraid to just do weird sounds or just interesting uh, types of music that you wouldn't normally hear with a girl group. So um, again, this sort of weird like techno vibe of this song. Um, yeah. And this is a song that 100% fits the, um, fits having a rap verse. Again, this definitely reminds me of like, a, it's a definitely a throwback to like old style Oh My Girl um, from like 2016. So yeah, this is when, this is a contender for one of my favorite songs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this one's, this one's really weird. Um, the, like the verses are crazy. Um, like the synth is like really awesome and haunting in like a good way. Um, like, like, I don't know for me, it's a little too much. I like the mix of the rapping and the singing over it. And like, it's just like sensory overload sometimes. Um, but once you go into the pre-chorus and chorus, it's much more of what you'd expect. Like it's just a fun synth, like K-pop girl group song. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like, it redeemed itself with the bridge because like the pop rock bridge was just awesome. And I want a whole song OMG song. That's pop rock 
Give me OMG's Himne. <laughs> yeah. This is basically the happiest song I've heard called Crime Scene. <laughs> yeah. Uh, next, we're on to uh, Underwater Love. So this is more of like a ballad track, but um, again, I feel like... Or more of an R&B ballad track, so again, it's kind of like a comparison a bit to... Basically, it's kind of like a Red Velvet Velvet track in a way, and I guess the similarity between those two groups continues. Um, yeah, I love this style uh, from them. Um, I kind of wish we could, yeah, we'd get more of this um, from them, because again, they have... OMG definitely has the vocal shops to sort of tackle these songs, and as someone who really loves female vocals in R&B... Um, yeah, just huge fan, and again, just another song where they make good use of uh, a rap verse, or just where they properly interweave rapping into the song. That it it doesn't it doesn't feel jarring at all for me. So, yeah, and just another yeah. one of my favorites. Yeah, I thought this was fantastic. It's just that lo- like jazzy lounge R and B style, like ballad. Um, it's a bit more. It's it's not a straightforward ballad. Um. So it definitely stands out a little bit more, and their vocals, as usual, stand out. Um, but like even more than usual, I think stand out in the song. Um, it really showcases their skill. Uh, the only thing I, I wish the brass was brought to the front a little bit more, because um, it's like really quiet. Um, but that's just like a minor nitpick. Hmm. Uh, next we have Vogue, which I think is Sam's favorite song. Sam, uh, our no. moderator. Was it? Was Vogue? Uh, it was either Vogue or Checkmate. Checkmate. Yeah. Everyone loves Checkmate. She, I, I, I know. I know she was like raving about Vogue. Though, but yeah, so. my, Vogue, yeah, might be one too. Yeah, Vogue is just another excellent song. Again, I love the weirdness that they're going in with here. Um, almost kind of reminds, sounds like a like an SNSDB side to me. In all honesty, just they like yeah. probably like mid twenty ten, like, like late like twenty eleven, twenty twelve uh, SNSD yeah, or something say, that you like the boys era or something that you hear on like their Japanese albums. Like they really oh, yeah, love Japanese this like so. like like type of like electronic electro pop type of uh vibe um again it's something that i think feel like omg works well in um so i really appreciate uh it and again the sort of like weird like radio like type of uh cover like voice sound is utilized in the beginning with like vogue like again they 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 make they make good use of that as well so again this is just another like excellently um just uh crafted song that again i just i really love the i really love how uh wm entertainment sort of curates the the album tracks for most omg albums and yeah this is no exception yeah yeah i thought this was awesome it's it's not what i expected at all um, especially considering the rest of the album was pretty standard. Oh my girl. Um, for the most part. Uh, but yeah, I thought this, like, like you, I agree with you that like, this definitely sounds like something you'd hear from like Japanese SNSD or like the boys era. Um, and it just like, um, crime scene, it gets a little, it gets a lot less experimental in the chorus. Um, uh, but I think that's good. Like it, it gives Cause the, the course, like, but the course is good of, regardless. Like, <laughs> no, it's good. Yeah, exactly. It's not a bad thing. And I think it, it's nice cause it pulls like the fans of the, their normal style. in, even if they aren't a huge fan of them trying like experimental crazy stuff. Mm. Um, but yeah, I thought it was really great. And closing out the album, we have 
Checkmate. So um, the song this, Discord hyped up like yeah, crazy. Yeah, this is this and is I was probably like, how the, can this possibly match what uh, they've been hyping it up as? Yeah, I mean, this is definitely the the coup de gras of the album. Um, wow, because I'd never again. I know. As an OMG fan, like, I, I love the experimentation. I never expected them to do, like, this sounds like a freaking, like, I don't know, like, Destiny's Child or Beyonce song, like, type of thing. Like, the da, 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 da. like once the horns kick in, I was like, yo, what the heck? I was yeah, just yeah. so surprised when all of it, and especially when the chorus kicked in. Just, like, it's a surprise for sure, but a welcome one as to steal the prequel yeah, yeah. meme. Um Again, I, I just I think that's one thing I really appreciate about OMG is the versatility that they're capable of in terms uh, of what type of genres they can tackle. Uh, again, to a fault because I feel like they kind of need to rein it in in terms of singles. But when stuff like this, I'm all album tracks. I'm all for it because that's where really you should definitely be experimenting. Um, again, yeah, just this interesting mix of uh, OMG singing style with this like really like hip hop type of beat. Um, the horn-driven uh, beat just it works so well. Like I'd actually want a single like this just to be uh really. I'd be really interested in seeing what they can do in terms of the choreography, um, and what they can do in terms of the visual style. Cause it, in a way, it sort of it'd basically just be like a hyper version of coloring book in a way. Cause there's a lot of relations yeah. to just like swing music and just like the modern day hip hop music. So. Yeah, they have sort of dipped their toe in it before, so I'd like to see I'd like to see something like this as a single. Yeah, I thought the song was awesome. It's not what I expected at all, uh, and I understand why Discord blew it up as they did. Um, it's just like yeah, like really punchy brass and like really sassy vocals, like you said. Yeah, it's just very. It's like '90s like American R&B girl group type song almost, or just like something you'd hear like yeah '90s 2000s, um, and not anything i would ever think omg would put out uh it reminds me uh, also reminds me of like um like twinkle or like something tts would put yeah out. yeah basically um, and, and that's pretty so, much like that that's tts's entire concept just like 2000s yeah, exactly. just like dusty like pop music essentially so yeah yeah just like really punchy pop music um i thought the synth build to the chorus was like fantastic the vocals were awesome and it just keeps going and going which was cool and then the chorus is like more drop and instrumental focused than I expected. It like it almost gets into like trap territory. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. There's it, the, which are like that's awesome. But it like somehow works. Oh, hey, girl, like, trap. It you somehow kidding me? still works. Um, yeah, it was it was really cool. It, I think I still like TikTok a little bit better, but this song was really really cool. It's definitely a close second mm-hmm. my, to my favorite. Well, this might be one of my favorite album tracks of the year. In all honesty, <laughs> just yeah. just like again, like the sort of like they call this like, like I guess just like the gap in just sort of image and sound that you usually get with Oh My Girl is just it's really surprising. But I'd love I'd love to see them f- expand on this further. Um, and everyone seems to like it so far, so it's definitely a popular sentiment. Okay, so, uh, moving on to scores, for those of of you joining us for the first time, uh, we break up our scores out of a 10-point, uh, scale, a maximum of 7 points goes to the, uh, music, um, between the single and the album tracks, and a maximum of 3 points, it goes towards the concept, uh, the visual, uh, choreography, and such, so, uh, that being said, uh, 
I, I personally split it up into, I, I split my uh, music rating into 3.5 for single and 3.5 for album track. So, uh, for the single, I uh, the fifth season, I'd give uh, 2.5 out of 3.5. So, yeah, it's, it's a good song, nothing that necessarily blows me away. I think it's kind of, like... The fifth season just kind of falls victim to how much we I enjoyed some of the album tracks, so it, it ends up being like yeah. middle tier in terms of like my enjoyment of the album. Um, album I gave mm-hmm. um, two point five out of three point five as well. Um, again, shower case love case number love TikTok were kind of just I feel like dragging the do- album down a bit, but from gravity onward, I feel like it was just really excellent. Um, just really mm-hmm. high quality stuff that um, I love from Oh My Girl. Uh, concept, I'm going to give a two out of three. Um, again, it's nothing too crazy in terms of just like choreography or visual uh, elements, but it is Oh My Girl, quintessentially Oh My Girl in terms of uh, those elements. So I do appreciate that. I love their use of color as well, definitely. Um, yeah. uh, obviously, with floral elements, you're definitely going to get a lot of bright colors or just contrasts that uh, stand out well from an aesthetic perspective. So uh, that'd be mm-hmm. a total of 7 out of 10 for me. Again, that kind of seems low on everyone else's rating scales, but 7 is pretty good for me. I mean, I usually land somewhere in like the 7-8 range and rarely a 9. So it's, it's a good album, good return to form for Oh My Girl. Uh, I wish I got to see them on tour, but they didn't come to New York. Ugh. Like I'd probably cry yeah. if I saw if I saw one step two step live just because that's one of my favorite songs. But I mean, I hope they come back because I want to see Checkmate live. Hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. Um, you want to um, read your score and then Jacobs and then I'll do Cooper's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm back. I gave you a ten out of ten. <laughs> what? I I love this album. I like. I love like both the beginning half of it like being classic omg uh, i i thought it was fantastic like i thought it was some of their best stuff and then i love the experimental half um it just overall i loved all the music on it um and although the music video and the like choreography aren't like crazy technical i thought they re- fit the song really really well um so i decided to give them full marks um like just everything about the whole like concept package just fit the fifth season so well um so even though it wasn't like the music video wasn't like super technical with like crazy shots or like anything and the choreography didn't have any crazy moves like i think it just all it was a perfect package um so i i decided to give them full marks um i love this album i thought this was fantastic um and I thought Discord hyped it up too much, um, but I was happy to see they did not. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, I will move on to Jacob's comments. Uh, Jacob just wrote overall comments for the album and then scored it. He said, overall, I think Oh My Girl did a really nice job on their full, first full-length album. Um, surprise it's taken so long for them to get one. Most of the songs on the album are quite catchy and they're really easy to listen to. I don't see them reinventing the wheel on any tracks, but personally for me, that's okay in this context. Because everything they're doing, they're doing really well. The album had a lot of really nice standouts, such as the pure and feel-good shower and TikTok, as well as a super full and bright crime scene, which you can't help but jam out to at a high volume. Another standout track on the album that I'd like to shout out is Vogue, which was a really nice and fun track, and I love how the instrumental clears for the pre-chorus verses and fills up so nicely in the chorus sections the only Jacob's comments this week 
I didn't read this. The only track I wasn't a huge fan of was the last track, Checkmate. The I think fu- mostly due to the the abundance of super high-frequency horn sounds that hurt my ears at high volumes. I won't rule out it being able to grow on me in the future, though. Overall, this album was definitely a solid, really solid release, and I hope they can stay consistent with this quality in the future. On a side note, I thought the album cover was cool with the painting-style photo they used, which I suspect was produced by a machine learning-style transfer program, but I wish they could have commissioned an actual painter to do the art for them. That would have been so cool. Uh, rating, he gave the music a 6 out of 7, um, so despite not liking Checkmate, I think he liked pretty much everything else. Uh, and he gave the concept a 2 out of 3, so an 8 out of 10 overall. Okay. Uh, Cooper's notes, uh, he says, uh, Finally, Oh My Girl gets a full album and it doesn't disappoint. The album is pretty seamless and cohesive from start to finish. There's no track that takes me out of the experience. The title track has classic and magical and epic sound of their past title tracks. The verses are really unique and took me some getting used to, but I really love the whole song. The MV is beautiful, as well as the styling and choreo. Uh, The album tracks are really where this album shines, Uh, my favorites being TikTok, Gravity, Vogue, and Checkmate. The experiment, especially on the latter two, there's something for everyone here. Uh, WM Entertainment really gets amazing producers for their groups, like SM-level stuff, which I definitely would agree with. Um, They deserve more recognition for how good Oh My Girl and ONF production is. Uh, Overall, this album shows what can be done when girl groups aren't given just digital single for a few songs. Give them more full albums, they are just as impressive as boy group albums. He gives a 6 out of 7 for music, a 3 out of 3 for concept, for a 9 out of 10 score. So, putting everything into the calculator and crunching up the numbers, it's an 8.5. So, slightly misses out on the thing. It's all your fault, Andrew. Hey, that's a good score for me. <laughs> a seven's a good score, and I say yeah, I, I give him a seven as the pro- what, probably the biggest OMG fan in 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 truly Daybach right now. So I mean, no, no I don't know about that. Hey, I, 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 I don't I, talk about them a lot, but I've loved their music since they debuted. Hmm. So, what were your thoughts on the fifth season? Did you like um, this return to form in terms of the single? Did you like the more experimental tracks like Vogue and Checkmate and Crime Scene? Um, uh, Would you want to see them do more uh, full albums? Would you want to see them in tour on tour? And you better say yes because I need to see I need to see Oh My Girl live already. God damn it! Why didn't they come to New York City? Why? Seriously, it's easy money here. Why do you avoid New York City? Like, there's like people that don't even why like did, groups. We'll like, get into go to this in the, yeah, the I mean, other topic, but why did Dreamcatcher ignore the U.S. entirely? <laughs> Let us know your, your thoughts in the comments below. <clears throat> okay, let's move on to topic two, uh, which is our other review for this week, and it is Wavy or Weishenvi. Mini album Takeoff. Uh, so if you don't know Wavy, because based on their name you wouldn't know, uh, this is actually an NCT subunit. It's their Chinese subunit, um, but it's kind of like co-managed by a separate company. Yeah. Um, so that's why they don't they they have like a they don't have NCT Wavy in their name or whatever. Um, it's just Wavy, but it's members of NCT um, as a whole. NCT 2018. Um, 2019, I guess, because some members were added. Um, so you've seen these members in NCT concerts, uh, like SM Town concerts, uh, singles, uh, NCT U singles as well. Mm. Some of them were in 127. 
Uh, and Dream, maybe? I don't know. I don't know if any I of them forget. were in Dream or are in Dream. I don't think so. No. Um, I don't know. I could be wrong, though. Oh no, because some of the new members are young enough to be in Dream, but they haven't. They didn't get put in Dream yeah, yet. If if they will be, maybe, um, maybe I, I, I doubt it. I, yeah, I think, I think they'll. I think it'll just keep this them is sort of like isolated separate. as their own group. Yeah, yeah, yeah I agree. Um, they'll probably just keep the subunit pretty separated, other than like overall group NCT stuff. Mm. Um. So yeah, this is. It's not their debut, but it's their first album. Uh, yeah. They had like a single album before with three songs, two of which were covers, or which are, and all three of those songs are on this album. So it's kind of like their debut. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and so we're starting off with the first song, which is Take Off. Um, and so their first original song, which is the last song on this album, Dream Launch, is not what I expected from this group at all. Um, and Take Off is exactly what I expected from this group. Um, really? Like I expected, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I expected Chinese NCT One Two Seven, like <laughs> just like hip hop, like dance focused NCT. Like, I mean, Dream is the exception, but this is what I think of when I think NCT, basically. Um, and Dream is that way because they're the younger members. Like, they're supposed to be like the more poppy or whatever. Um, so yeah, like when I heard this, I was like, okay, this is this is what I expected uh, Wavy to be. Um, I don't know how to describe the main synth line in the song, but it's awesome. Like the super deep, like dubstepy synths. Like I, I really like them. Um, I think their vocals are great. There's some really good ad libs, and just the chorus overall is great. And then um, at the end of the chorus is a nice mix up to have the guitar come in. And then then you get to the dance break the bridge and it's just literally a hard rock like instrumental song and it's awesome i want more of it it's so good uh, just give me like hard rock hip-hop nct stuff mm. um as for the music video uh I, I other than the cg drones which are a little much um the like the music video is great i thought the sets and the color were fantastic the group is insanely visual. Oh. Like, they all look oh, so good. everyone's a visual in this group. Everyone's a visual in this group. Like, this is a, one of the most visual groups, like, ever, in my opinion. Um, especially Ten, obviously. Ten's my bias. He was my NCT bias, and he wasn't even in any NCT subunits other than you. Um, and yeah, I thought the choreography was great, too, especially the dance break. Uh, overall, I thought it was fantastic. Hmm. I mean... I don't know if this technically counts as a debut. I mean, because technically they yeah, debuted with uh, like yeah. regular, Dream but I mean, regular. In, yeah, I mean, in terms of I guess debuting with their first original like lead single, mm-hmm. this might blow every every other NCT like debut. And no, I, I still like I still like Seven Cents, but it it blows a lot of it out of the water in terms of just quality. Um, it's like an interesting combination of like the sort of like weird um like like the weird sort of just like trap influence of uh nctu with the uh vocal accompaniment of 127 um styling a bit of those two i mean you could they definitely take some like cues from dream in that sense as well just how colorful a lot of the styling as well basically it's like an interesting Mm -hmm. sort of combination of just the rest of the uh nct subunits sort of amalgamated into this uh chinese subunit um 
mm-hmm. as someone who is was a big fan of EXO, or is a big fan of EXO, and was a big fan of XOM, um, I, I'm definitely not like averse to Chinese music or just hearing Chinese uh, lyrics or vocals or whatever. And this definitely makes me pine for the days of XOM when they kind of just like were focusing yeah. on it, because like when EXO did their does their. Uh, their singles in like Mandarin, it's kind of just like an afterthought mm. at this point. So, this definitely yeah. seems like the replacement for that in 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 a way, just of a group. And definitely a better idea having a group just focused for the Chinese market specifically, as opposed to a group that just gets pulled away to Korea every so often. Um, yeah. So get where do I even start with how much I like this song again? Just like the, it's got this, it's got a similar vibe to like NCTU's Boss, but again, just like the vocals on here are just incredible. Again, it's nothing like they're not belting or whatever, but I just love the chorus style vocals that they're doing here. Um, yeah. It fits the song so well, um, and just how well this song fits both with the visual style that they're going for and the choreography. It's just. Possibly some of the most cohesive um, just styling and uh, visuals that I've seen in all of NCT. Um, maybe outside of just like their NCT 2018 where they're all dressed the same and everything. But yeah, yeah. Uh, I love. I just love the visual style that they go with in this music video. And again, the choreography... NCT has good choreography, but I, again, I'm glad... I think the, re- the reason why I'm really just relieved or just... I enjoy this a lot more is that... Wei Shen V isn't an afterthought whatsoever. They're definitely putting a lot yeah, yeah. of uh, emphasis and focus on this group, and that definitely shows in the quality of Takeoff. Like I, this, this could be a song of the year candidate for me. In all honesty, I love this song that much. Like I, yeah. I, I can't stop listening to it. And I mean, like I have, I've had this experience with NCT songs before, but maybe not to this level. Um, again, as a fan mm-hmm. of Ten, I'm, I, I'm glad that he's in this group that getting a lot of yeah. hype and a lot of focus. He gets so much center time, too. Yep. Yeah, Ten is basically the center of the group. I mean, he's, he's, yeah, he's the center. He's their lead dancer. Yeah, like, he's, he's the lead dancer. He's probably the most famous one next to, like... Yeah. It's probably, like, Ten, Win-Win, Lucas. Um, yeah. And yeah. T- note on Lucas, again, I barely noticed Lucas in any of the other NCT projects, but freaking... Wow, he's a sta- he he's, in- he's been a standout for me in just every NCT um, or, or every uh, wavy music video or every time I see him. Um, yeah, well, yeah, he was like ten where he wasn't in any group. He was just yeah, in you. He was or just like in, in you, basically. Just like he would. Yeah, that, 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 I think it's good that like they just basically everyone's finding a home now. Just like everyone that was kind of in limbo. Mm-hmm. So, and he definitely just. Uh, I'm glad that he has a chance to stand out here and uh, win-win. Everyone, everyone, just so happy. Win-win's finally getting the love he he appreciates, and uh, apparently he's going shirtless too. It's literally just he's wearing a jacket and like a like a biker jacket yeah, and yeah. no shirt and everything. But um, God, I just love everything about like the visual style of this, uh, the clothes, the whole like freaking dude. They're riding a Ducati motorcycle. Um, I guess just because I guess like the whole like airplane vehicle theme that they're going with i don't know but yeah this isn't this is an excellent sort of uh debut for them and i it's definitely set the bar really high for us but even compared to the other other nct groups have they have a lot they, they have to find a way to just outdo this because this, this is really really good in terms of a single so mm-hmm. um 
Next, we have Regular, uh, which you will know as the NCT 127 song. Um, this is a Chinese version of it that they debuted with basically uh, before. Um, and it's actually, you mentioned in the last song, like, you don't have as much of an aversion to, like, Chinese uh, language and, like, pop music. Um, and I thought this album, like, I usually do, especially when it comes to, like, Chinese versions of K-pop Korean songs. songs we've heard before. Because uh, usually it does not sound great. Um, I thought for this album and this song especially, uh, for it being a cover, like a remake uh, in a different language, this is actually my favorite version of this song. Yeah. Out of all three. <laughs> which is like crazy to me because I usually hate hearing the like different language version because I'm so used to the normal version that like it just sounds wrong. But this actually, I think, sounds better in Chinese than it does in Korean um, or, or English. Or Eng- oh, definitely in English. English is definitely the worst version. Hey, well, <laughs> um, I, I, I like the English version. I mean, queso, you like the cheese with the queso? Hell yeah, I like. Uh, I, I like walking with my cheese. That's a queso. <laughs> um, but yeah, I thought for the song it flows really well, and in Mandarin, I assume is hmm. what they yeah, usually yeah do they always songs they, everything's in Mandarin. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, overall the song in general just like based on Korean version and stuff has grown on me a lot. Um, I wasn't too huge on it originally, um, but I, I think I've liked it more and more the longer it's been out, uh, and this version helps that a lot because I love this version so much. Um, I just love, like, just talking a little bit about the song. We've talked about it before, but, like, I love the pre-chorus build with the vocals that, like, build up to the last note of each line. Um, and then, yeah, like, we've talked about this in releases, uh, but, like, not much to say about the music video that we haven't already said. I think they look fantastic. Mm. It's pretty standard, like, NCT music video, um, but it it's shot really well. Mm. So, yeah, like you mentioned, we kind of talked about this before in releases, but just to give a su- summarization of my thoughts, yeah, I, I still, I enjoyed regular, just all versions of it. So, yeah, this is just, like... I, like icing on the cake for me, especially. Um, again, I I don't really have an aversion to Chinese music, or Chinese Chinese K-pop or versions of K-pop songs. So, yeah, I, I enjoy this one like a lot. Obviously, having an, or enjoy the original song. So yeah, it's it's just it's just another good uh, rendition of this song. So I'm I'm glad that yeah, it, it, the quality doesn't drop um, despite the change in members and change in language whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Uh, next we have Say It, um, which, uh, did I cut out for a second? Uh, or am I good? Huh? I think I lost you for a bit. Am I cutting out? Yeah, I was gonna say it. I think, I thought I was cutting out because you were, you were lagging a little bit, but I think we're good now. Um, next we have Say It, um, which is another one of their new songs, uh, for this album. Um, in this on first listen might have been might be my favorite NCT song period um, like th- uh, this song like everything yeah, like every every NCT group like the first listen I'd have to like go back and think about it and stuff but like the song was awesome I loved this song I thought the vocals at the beginning mixed with like the slow piano part just like, gave a really great sense of emotion really showcases their vocal ability um I love the whispering they use for the instrumentals, like the creepy whispering. I thought that was cool. Um, and then the build to the drop with like all the synths coming in was fantastic. I love all the chip to knee synths they used mixed with their like really great vocals. Um, 
and uh, th- also the like rap parts with like the descending synth line mm. it just really changes up the vibe of the song in like a really cool way just everything about the song i love all the different synth stuff going on it's just i love it it's fantastic this song is basically like a more feature based version of uh, like Cherry Bomb, if you really think about it. Um, yeah, yeah. And as the as the president of the Future Base fan club, um, oh my god, <laughs> this is yeah. so good. This is probably the best. I, I still might like take off better than it, in all honesty, but this is easily the best of the album tracks, like by far. So, um, mm-hmm. uh, like. I want a single for like this from an NCT group. Like it's so good. Like again, as a sucker for future bass, I'm obviously gonna like it. I love how they intermix these sort of like hip hop and rap elements to it. Um, the sort of like the weird like um, slightly like or like the the minor key sort of done 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 like the kind of creepy sounding type of thing was really cool. Oh, I just love everything about this song. So again, if I'm. I, I'm just really glad that they're just not half-assing even the album tracks. This is this is you're not getting you're you're definitely getting SM quality here. You're not just getting like a just like a sort of lesser package out of this. So again, this is definitely mm-hmm. this definitely did a lot to prove just how how CRC they're taking this group for me. Yeah, yeah, I agree. This song is awesome. Uh, next we have comeback. Uh, and so for me, this unlike regular, I I don't like this version as much as the Korean version. Um, I think the language doesn't fit the song nearly as well. Uh, overall, the song itself is great. It's super catchy. I love the second part of the chorus where there's like staccato singing parts. Um, but yeah, I would just for this song, I definitely would listen to the original version over this. Hmm. I mean, I think they picked a good song to sort of translate into. Chinese in all honesty because it kind of reminds me mm-hmm. of like the stuff that they like EXO was doing in terms of style when they were really going in on the XOK and XOM type thing um, so I think mm-hmm. that's why I enjoyed it so I'm, I don't really have an aver- again I, I don't really have an aversion to hearing Chinese lyrics so I thought I thought this version was okay again my, what might make it sound weird for someone that's used to Korean is just um, I guess how abrupt well I guess the, the the nature of the language is like where a lot of the words are kind of very abrupt. It doesn't flow as well as maybe something like a Korean would. Um, yeah, yeah. Like there's a harshness to the um, the Chinese language in general. But so which when you get to like the chorus, it doesn't flow. It might not flow as well to someone that's used to hearing Korean uh, music. But mm-hmm. it, it's fine. It's been fine with me ever since I started listening to just K-pop songs in Chinese. So yeah, I thought that, I thought this was a uh, a good rendition as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, next we have Let Me Love You um, This is an acoustic pop song of the album um, It really helps Wavy showcase their vocals uh, I think for this group I don't think their rap line is as strong as 127 But their dance and singing lines oh, are yeah. on par if not better <laughs> the vi- um, the individuals like blow every other And the visuals yeah just blow everything blow out of the water like, They blow like almost every K-pop group out of the water <laughs> yeah. uh, For visuals um, but yeah, I, I, I think, and this, I think showcases their vocal skill really well. I mean, NCT just in general has really good vocals. Um, that's why I really need NCT the ballad because so their ballads are some of my favorite songs. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the added synth line during the bridge. Um, it's like really interesting. It's really fast and catchy. Uh, and it's like a good idea to mix up 
uh, from the guitar that plays through most of the song. Um, so yeah, I thought it, I thought it was a really good uh, pop song that really showcased their vocal abilities. Mm. Yeah, this was a good or sort of like boy group acoustic type song. Yeah, definitely, you get to hear more of the vocals than you normally uh, would in their songs. Um, Definitely not one of the standouts necessarily compared to like the, how crazy everything else is, but obviously you kind of have to throw these in, especially for live concert type of things. So yeah, it was all right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and finally, we have Dream Launch, uh, which we talked about in releases as well. Um, but I absolutely love this song. And mm-hmm. like I mentioned at the beginning, I, this, this is not what I expected from them um, when they debuted and it blew me away. Uh, I think their harmonies and their group vocals are amazing the organ synth and the piano like fit really well it's just it's just one of my favorite like chill jam songs in like recent memory um and the music video is just adorable like really good retro styling Mm -hmm. um just to rehash my thoughts on this song Mm -hmm. yeah uh i enjoyed it like i enjoyed it like the second i first started listening to it um again i mentioned before with uh both uh comeback and regular again the, the sort of i guess just abruptness of a lot of like vocals and when singing in chinese but i feel like this for despite that it flowed very well um mm-hmm for this type of song, because you usually want you usually want like lyrics to flow well, especially in this type of like ballady type track. Um, yeah, yeah, I really, I, I really enjoy. It kind of, it's kind of like a really chill. Like, it kind of reminds me of like a chiller version of God Seven's Fly in a way, especially like the here we go, yeah. here we go, hi. Like it's definitely that got that type of vibe to it. So, um, I'd like to see another song for, like this from them. Um, not I. I I, I do like that they've shown a lot of different faces for um, Wavy, or they've shown that they can be a versatile group. It's not just... Because I feel like, just in general, NCT has a vibe of just being, like, a super hype, like, super, like, like high-energy type of group. But for them to showcase yeah. this side of uh, and of Wave, Wish Envy or just NCT as a collective is nice. And, yeah, they could definitely go forward yeah. with this something like this as a lead single again. Yeah, I agree. So yeah, that's it for us. Um, now we'll get into our overall thoughts, or our overall scores. Um, for me, I gave it a 6.5 out of 7 for music. I really, the only thing that dropped it was it come back just not being as good as the normal version, uh, in my opinion. Um, and I guess a little bit more that just that we've already heard three of these songs. Um, but overall, I love pretty much all the songs on this album and almost, almost full marks. And then Concept three out of three easy choreography is fantastic music videos fantastic visuals are out of this world <laughs> so uh i gave it a 9.5 out okay. of 10 close it was close mm-hmm. i thought um, about it <laughs> so yeah for me i feel like takeoff was an incredible takeoff <laughs> for them just like a really good way to sort of launch this group into the limelight um and again i loved uh I still like regular and dream launch. So I'd give, uh, for the singles total, I give three points out of, of a possible 3.5 album tracks. I give 2.5 out of 3.5 again, like nothing too crazy in terms of, uh, like the stuff we've heard before and in come back and let me love you, but say it definitely is a, uh, hard carry, uh, of a, of an yeah. album track. So, um, it gets that concept again, full marks three out of three. So, um, that is an 8.5 out of 10 for on my end. 
Yep. Uh, Jacob, his overall thoughts, um, which are completely wrong, I will preface. Um, <laughs> so he said, this release is mostly what I would have expected from NCT China subunit. I'm still confused as to why they didn't attach the NCT name to it. I suspect it's so that in the event they really take off in China, they can kind of write them out of NCT and let them do their own thing, not have to change names. The title track Takeoff is a nice hip-hop banger and overall compares a lot better to me over recent NCT tracks like Regular and Simon Says. We see a return from Regular, which I don't really think is any better in Chinese. I'm still not sold on that song. I wasn't crazy about the repetitive and industrial-sounding Say It, apart from the vocals, but overall it kind of ended up kind of a mess. You're wrong. You're wrong, Jacob. Delete! Uh... <laughs> Comeback also makes its return and remains one of my favorite NCT tracks, still awesome in Mandarin. Let Me Love You is a nice, soft, electronic ballad with acoustic guitars, turned out quite pleasant. And Dream Launch, I believe, was the first song we heard from them a few months back, still a great song. Overall, this album was kind of a mixed bag, with only about half of the tracks being new, only two of which I liked, and with the returning tracks, I only liked two of those as well. So I feel like I should only give it two-thirds of the points in the way of music. However, the MV and choreo were quite nice, so still score highly in that department. He gave it a 4 out of 7 uh, for music, and a 2.5 out of 3 for concept, so a 6.5 out of 10. Monster. Uh, so apparently, apparently Cooper had, like, he wrote out detailed notes for each song, and I just missed it, so I'll just read oh, it now. Oh, missed it? <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. okay. Okay, so for Takeoff, he said, this song gives me slight second-gen vibes, especially during the instrumental breaks, but it's mixed with modern sounds for a really unique sound. I really love this more than I thought I would. Rap lines stood out to me. Uh, here, I loved all their parts. The MV is one of the best of the year. The regular MV was amazing, too. They definitely have put a lot of money into them, and it shows. Uh, the choreography is cool. Ten getting so much center elevates this too. The three old songs are all right. Regular and comeback are definitely are great songs, but I'd rather listen to the Korean, Japanese, or English versions of them. Uh, Dream launch is good, but it didn't resonate with me. The other two new songs are much better. Say it crazy has this epicness from all their teasers. Uh, it has so many cool synths, and the vocals are amazing. Let Me Love You reminds you of NCT, NCT Dream's Walk You Home, and I love it. Uh, it's so innocent and fun-sounding. Uh, overall, I really dig the three new songs. They definitely made this an impactful official debut. The older three thongs, songs don't add much to in the to the overall mini for me, but they aren't bad. Uh, the members all stood out here and showed they are just as impressive as other NCT units. Uh, 5.5 out of 7 for music, 3.3 out of 3 for concepts for a 8.5. So, putting that into the calculator and just calculating up the scores, that is an 8.25 rounds up to an 8.5 out of 10. So, just the same as <coughs> OMG. Yeah, so pretty good Jacob debut from them. completely ruined it. Yeah, Jacob definitely should have got a shiny. Of it. Yeah, it, it, it could have. Um, it it could have got a pretty good score, but... um. Yeah, I'd say I'm, I was, I'm pretty impressed with uh, just Wish NV as a group in general. Um, uh, I mm. don't know if they'll tour outside of China, in all honesty. I don't know if they have any interest in showcasing this group outside of the domestic Chinese market, but I hope they do. I hope they do, because I want to see 10. <laughs> I need to see 10. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Uh, the- I don't know. Well, so yeah, just if you have any thoughts on Takeoff, uh, the the mini album or just the single, uh, do you will you listen to a um, to this group despite it being in Chinese or just being not technically K-pop? Is that uh, something that interests you? Definitely let us know in the comments. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, we'll move on to topic three, which is going to be Produce Cast 10.5? Yes. Question mark? Yeah, this is Produce okay. Cast episode um, 10.5. Hello, everyone listening yes. to Produce Cast and are confused. Um, so, uh,. We're just. I didn't want to give this a pro, like a full number in terms of episodes because that's probably gonna go to when we were when we do our review of the first couple of Produce X one hundred and one episodes. But um, we just mm-hmm. kind of got some like breaking news or just or this sort of uh, breaking story the past week regarding um, uh, Yun Sobin of JYP, who is a uh, was formal well, now formally a contestant uh, on Produce X one hundred and one. Um, in regards to his controversy and his uh, subsequent removal from the show, um, so before we go into that, I'll try. I'll just to, to press just to preface this. I'll try to avoid spoiling as much of uh, Produce X One as possible. That be because I haven't seen it yet. <laughs> I haven't yeah, seen episode we, one we yet because I don't know if the subs are up yet. So um, yeah, I'll just try to avoid from divulging too much in spoilers out of courtesy for people that. Might just be looking into the story, or uh, might just be uh, trying to d- l- get more information out of this, or wanted to hear mm-hmm. our opinions without, I guess, divulging too much into like the the weeds of the actual episode. So, that being said, we'll yes. uh, we'll get into the story. Uh, so, uh, this story broke. Can I, uh, what? I was gonna. I want to bring up something that's hilarious what? to me, and that's actually funny. If you want to read the article. Um, I just because I just googled it before we started, and there's an e online article about this. Yes, there's an e online, and it's actually it's it's the best article because they waited for all the information to come out, so it basically compiles the like four Zoompy articles that yeah. came out. Yeah, I just I, t- I just took it from Zoompy, uh in terms of just oh, okay. like breaking yeah, it down. It, yeah, the- yeah, this basically has just compiled all four of those into one big article, which was funny to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, E like E and like Billboard, they cover a lot of K-pop news nowadays. So that's not surprising. I didn't uh, know E did. I obviously yeah, Billboard. I knew. I mean, but there's I only E. I mean, e they can only cover so much like American music at these days. So they got to delve into yeah. K-pop. Anyway, um, into the actual story. So um, Yun So Bin is the lone trainee of uh, JYP that JYP sent to Produce X101. Um, it's the first time JYP has sent a trainee to a Produce show since season one with Jun Somi, who has yet to debut, or is debuting soon, um, under YG the Black Label. <laughs> so take that for what you will. Um, so yeah, there was a lot of hype surrounding him and JYP returning to the fold of Produce X101, and just the name recognition of JYP alone could probably have landed him in the final group um almost certainly just because again name recognition is a really big thing when it comes to uh these uh survival shows so uh on may 6th according to this uh timestamp on soupy a story broke regarding um yun sobin uh whose original name was uh yun byung hui uh according to the uh the article so um News started circulating that he, uh, back in his school day, middle school days, um, back home in Guangzhou, he was accused of being a bully and just like, um, being really, uh, rude and, um, just like mean to people and that sort of thing. Also, um, rumors sort of, uh, surfaced or f- rumored photos of him surfaced, um, that, uh, showed someone, uh, 
matching his name or description surrounded by like bottles of alcohol or pictures of him smoking and at this time he was still a student so obviously underage uh so that story broke and um it only took about a day <laughs> for uh, JYP to terminate the contract, which is pretty uh, yeah. a lot more speedy than we're used to in terms of K-pop controversy or breaking stories. Yeah, they usually, but, they usually let it stew a bit, but yeah. But I mean, this this like directly like the illegal activity is like you're yeah. just gonna cut them. Like underage drinking is not not something to be taken lightly when it comes to someone in the public eye or whatever yeah. especially in a such a like conservative country country as korea yeah so yeah uh, jyp terminates his contract this uh according to the article says quote uh after determining that the policies of jyp entertainment are not being followed we have decided to terminate the contract of trainee yun so bin who is currently appearing on mnet's produce x 101 uh, as a result he will also be leaving the program um uh, Mnet also commented, stating that they'll try to edit him as much as possible out of the Produce X101 yeah. footage, which is kind of hard because <laughs> episode one, like again, I try, I'm trying not to spoil this episode as much as possible. Um, but he got the one seat, or he oh, fought he for really? the one seat. Yeah, he got, there's a, or, supposedly yeah, there's a one seat curse now, like where like bad just bad things happen to you if you get the one seat. I don't know. Um, yeah, I don't know. Just, I just in I general. Just, like I just think the whole like oh my god who's gonna get the one seat thing is so stupid because it's not like it really it matters. It has no. It doesn't matter at all. Yeah. It has it's no bearing. There. Yeah. It has no bearing on the um the long term uh, competition. Anything, yeah. They just need so they just need something to like you, drop drum up controversy for the first yeah. sort of yeah, uh, it episodes. Gets, it gets you. Uh, it gets you screen time. Yeah, so, that, like, that's the only reason why people do point, it is because you, if yeah. you fight for the the one seat, you're guaranteed to get screen time. But I mean, I don't yeah, know. Just yeah, exactly again, like Asian culture is in such a way that like they're mostly about like how you can sort of preserve harmony among various different parties, and mm-hmm. the concept of having people fight over seats is like the total antithesis to that. So I feel kind of bad when they have to do that. Cause I'm sure nobody wants to be the asshole that like steals the one seat, but they want the screen time yeah. to do well. So it's, it's just a really like weird um, position that they find themselves in. Um, apparently his evaluation mm-hmm. performance was not yet aired on the first episode. Oh, okay. I, it, it probably would have gone up cause the second episode aired yesterday. Well, second episode it's out. Yeah. So I they they probably edited it out. They probably, they probably yeah yeah they, they, they yeah. So that, that's just like a stroke of good luck on, on Mnet's part that the, it wasn't aired. And I mean, obviously, they being JYP, they were pro- they usually save the uh, like the big yeah, name like trainees the for the second episode. Like they usually tease a lot. So yeah, it, it's crazy yep. how much they're gonna have to retcon or just like try to like filter out of him his existence no, on the show. I. Uh, it's always funny to me when like there's this happens because this happened in previous seasons. Yeah, and like how awkward the editing is when those per- those just, people are around. They just like, blur them. Sometimes out. <laughs> they'll just blur their face or like yeah, or, like because they try to cut around them, but sometimes they're just in the background. Yeah, it, it's, or, like, it's not possible. They're part of an important scene that's not yeah. possible. They literally just blur their face. It's so <laughs> funny to me. Yeah, it's like everyone knows who that is. Like, what do you like? <laughs> just show them. Who cares? Like. Yeah, there's like a hundred other voices. Sure, here. I understand cutting around his parts so like he doesn't actually get like notoriety. But like, if he's just sitting in the background, like you don't need to blur his face. Yeah, it's so funny to me. Uh, so um, 
like a day later on his Instagram, he wrote an apology um, sort of letter type thing. Uh, I'll read it out. Uh, the translation is provided by Soompi. Uh, it says, quote, uh, I don't know where to start. First, I'm writing this to apologize to everyone who supported me and everyone who has been affected by my actions. Uh, when I was in school, I was very immature and didn't know much about the world. Uh, all the things I shouldn't have done as a minor, like drinking, smoking, and other things I'm not proud of, and my dreams. I was so scared every day. I felt that I was running towards the edge of a cliff and I was plagued with fear and worry. But I've never tried to hide my past or deceive others because of fear, and I never hid it from my agency I was a part of either. Um, as a result of these recent events, I've looked back and tried to recall memories of my actions and from my past, and I've thought a lot about uh, if there's anyone else who I brought discomfort to. Uh, even if nothing exists in my records or memory, my memory is just the fact that the controversy happened means that someone has a difficult time because of me. If there's anyone for whom that is the case, I sincerely apologize. Uh, rather than wanting forgiveness, I'm just so sorry to everyone who had a difficult time because of me, to my agency, to the producers of the program, and to everyone that I had trained with. I'm sorry. Um, so, this throws a huge wrench in both, um, I guess, produce X101's plans, because I'm sure they're, again, we've we've said this on previous seasons, produce, or Mnet likes to groom certain people, and I'm sure... Mm-hmm. Having JYP back in the fold, he was one of those um, options. Uh, yeah, yeah and this definitely r- sort of throws a wrench in JYP's future boy group plans because, you know, obviously you don't go- show up on Produce X One and One for nothing. Usually, they do it one for exposure and two to build up hype for whatever group that you're going to debut in um, or you're going to yeah. be a part of. So that definitely throws a wrench in it because this guy's probably going to be like the leader of that new boy group or something or. Well, I mean, he was, he was, so <laughs> he was going to be the leader of the boy group. And now that's sort of just gone by the wayside. Um, so I guess just what are your thoughts on both the controversy, both how it affects JYP as a company and like their future plans. So good. Yeah. Uh, well, first of all, I think his apology is BS because I like how he says that he never hid it from his agency. You're telling me JYP doesn't ask their potential trainees. <laughs> hey, do you have any dark past that we should know about and he was just like oh yeah i used to underage drink and smoke and they're like oh that's fine so no you didn't sure maybe you didn't specifically like try to hide everything but if you didn't tell them that like yeah you hid it they, from probably, them. they, they probably because there's no way they didn't ask about it um mm. i'm honestly surprised in general that like there is and i think mnet even said that today or something like that there isn't better screening at this point of like trainees uh for at least for big companies like i'm sure jyp is gonna start like trying to dig a little bit further into their trainees like pasts and yeah find stuff this like this de- before it yeah because this is like a big hit on their yeah it's a black their mark reputation, on like, them as a company i mean it's probably not gonna affect them yeah. too much in the long run it's, just because they're no, too like, much of a monster but it yeah it, it like it doesn't in the long run it doesn't really affect them that much but just the fact that it happened just looks bad um and i'm honestly surprised it happened because yeah i figured there would be much more strict about like i it happens a lot with smaller companies and that's understandable they don't have the resources to to like do these background checks and stuff but i figured like a company like jyp would like quadruple check to the like pasts of these trainees at least the ones that are maybe not just the trainees that are just sitting in jyp like training but like if they're about to debut or they're going on a show if, like if produce, they're going to be like, in any public if they're going to represent the company in public you should probably yeah, look into exactly. a lot of this stuff 
beforehand. Yeah, so I was surprised it happened in general. Uh, but yeah, in the long run, I don't think it affects JYP um, or produce. Uh, I, it produce it affects just because of the editing and like like you said, yeah, they were definitely gonna try to groom him um, to be like one of the top trainees or whatever and probably make it into the group like he he had a pretty good chance of getting into the group oh uh just being from jyp yeah uh, and uh, assuming his skills weren't complete garbage but he was in jyp so i don't think they were um but yeah it, it kids do dumb stuff but like i think you you gotta realize in this day and age like if you're gonna be someone in the public eye like if you want to be an idol you can't. Every, you can't like, have done that all ever. That like, going to come to the forefront. That, unfortunately, yeah, all that stuff's going to come to the forefront and ruin you. Like, that's just if you've taken a bunch of pictures smoking and drinking when you're underage, you you just can't be an idol. You should, like, you just can't. It's it's not possible. Someone's going to bring it up. Um, so like, I don't like. He should have known this was going to happen. Hmm. Um, and it sucks because like, yeah, sure, his dream was to be an idol, but. You shouldn't have done that stupid stuff if you wanted to be an idol. Like, I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's just because like it's a lot more public facing, just because it's idols. But yeah. I mean, there definitely, there definitely seems to be a strong, like, like there definitely seems to be a lot of these kind of stories uh, coming out of not just Korea, oh, yeah, just definitely. coming like out of Japan as well, maybe a bit, but. I don't know. Maybe it's just it says something about the type of person that wants. The fame and the fortune of being an idol that a lot of them, despite what companies either like sort of like the personality that they assign to you or what the PR person tries to groom you as a lot. That, that's that's the truth of the matter. A lot of the time, like the people that become idols, they're not always the nicest of people, unfortunately, despite whatever yeah. face they might put forward. Um uh, I do have a bit of like, I, I, I do kind of feel bad for the kid because I mean, yeah, you just. You're a kid. Oh, you I do feel stupid. bad for him. Like, yeah, you, you, you do yeah. stupid shit. Like, I mean, like, I mean, uh, in I guess in all honesty, just I'd say the the underage smoking and drinking probably isn't as big of a deal, at least to me, just because um, I don't know, just <laughs> that happens. Yeah, that happens all the time. Like literally, like the, I was that is, say, like ninety five percent of kids, kids yeah, have tried smoking smoke or, or tried drink before drinking. I mean, considering just how much of the Korean population um, drinks, aka everyone, yeah. and how much of the um, Korean population smokes, almost everyone, like it's it's a normal, just fact of life at at, at this point. Um, yeah, I mean, I know they do take that very seriously because obviously they, they they don't want like it's definitely a very controversial thing, and they don't want or it reflects poorly upon your parents if they're just letting you do that stuff. Um, yeah. They do. I I do agree. If again, the bullying thing is definitely kind of just like a bit muddy. Is in terms of like the well, uh, yeah, because people have been some people have denied it. Like some of his classmates have denied that part of it. So like yeah, that's that might just be people. Because there's also that's the other thing. I, I, there's always people out there like kids that didn't like you in school or whatever, and they'll just that say try you're to ruin bully. idols. Yeah, like like what happened? Like, say you're a bully or. Like Whatever, what hap- like, that happens all the time. Or you can get something like what happened with uh, uh, oh. Dong Ho from New West, um, yeah, where or, a or, family uh, friend accused him of uh, sexually assaulting her. Yeah, and- or uh, Jisoo from Lovelies, who had that whole controversy for, like, 
oh, a year and a half right after they debuted and she like didn't do anything in Lovelies because yeah. that one girl accused her of like abusing her sexually or whatever. Like, yeah. Yeah, there's that, all as, that stuff happens. Yeah, but. as an idol, like you do definitely you may if you made your fair share of enemies growing up, they're definitely gonna try to like take that out from under you. So I'd say yeah, the the yeah. bullying side of it is definitely um subject to question at this at this point. But yeah. Korea as a society. Smoking and drinking was. Yeah. There were pictures like. It, yeah. There was so evidence you, of that. You're fucked so, like, on that. We know uh, that happened. Yeah. So, but I mean, just Korea as a society takes um, accusations of bullying very seriously. Um, like they. Because the severity of it tends to escalate to points where like the Korea has a really bad suicide rate, especially among young people. So that's why mm-hmm. they. Any. Any like even like the slightest hint of like a bullying rumors just get exacerbated, especially among idols. Um, so yeah, I mean, it, what he might have done as a kid might not be like the worst thing uh, necessarily compared to like what other people have done um, as idols and still managed to have idol careers. Um, but mm-hmm. it still is a good idea to remove him from the show and remove him from JYP because yeah. again, it's it's something that. It brings bad light to the company, so regardless of severity or um, necessarily like authenticity of it, even yeah. just it's it's bad for business ultimately. So they they have no choice; yeah. their hands are tied. All well, essentially, it, it directly broke like JYP's like contract obligations and yeah. stuff. So it, like, you get that in most most like forward facing public uh, figure sort of uh, contracts are. Um, obligations. There are like morality clauses built into that, like because you yeah, ultimately yeah, exactly. you as a hu- like just you as a human being represent Erupt such and such company. company. So like yeah. everything you do is rep- is you're acting on behalf of your company, whether it be the style of hair you wear, if you have tattoos, whether you're caught like doing bad stuff in public or whatever. All all of that ultimately yeah. reflects on your employer because again you are. The the job that you're entitled, uh, that you're or the job that you're um, like sort of given is like you're supposed to be an idol. You're supposed to be someone in the like your your public life essentially is your job. So that's the sort yeah. of that's a sort of like high standard that you're supposed to be kept to. Um, yeah, that, that, as much as you want idols to have a, a private life, obviously, like impossible with how crazy um like tabloids are and everything like that is like the ultimate truth of it where like again your actions do reflect on your company and to some degree that's every job where like if you say some stupid Mm -hmm. shit on like facebook or something and it blows up or if you're like remember that remember that ice cream or that guy that went through the um the chick-fil-a um drive through just berating this poor minimum wage worker about how the her, the company she works for is horrible and they hate gay oh, people really? but yeah this is just no, like i missed that yeah this basically this dude was uh this like big big shot like i don't know like I, I don't know if he sold like insurance or like just like really big shot like business guy he recorded mm-hmm. himself like going through like the drive-through of a of a chick-fil-a berating the employee and thought it was a good idea to upload that to, to like all, yeah. like social media is like oh i showed like it's like one of those like these it's like yeah. i destroy this like this like homophobic or whatever type thing um yeah, it's like he loses his job and he his wife gets a divorce from him just because oh, like because yeah. yeah just 
because he was a huge idiot and like he just like super embarrassing and super childish like petty like stuff like what yeah, is this yeah. what is this like poor like minimum yes. wage worker gonna do about like the company she works for or whatever yeah, like, yeah exactly like it's it's stuff like that basically like it really it, you don't need to be an idol essentially to just sort of um have that sort yeah. of personal responsibility in with how you yeah. deal with yourself in public i mean to some degree we're like I don't think my employees ever gonna find our stuff, but I mean, like we we have to like maintain uh, a certain like face or prestige uh, when even when we go on camera because I don't want to put anything on here that would uh, potentially embarrass an employer or potentially like uh, yeah. put them in a Jeopardize tough spot like yeah yeah that sort of thing. So. Um, yeah, I, I understand his plight, but yeah, it probably still was a good idea to sort of go through with this in the end. And yeah, he probably deserves a second chance somewhere else. I mean, like, that's probably, you know what? This is probably going to be a really big thing. Mnet's probably going to have another, like, maybe not a produce show, but oh. they're probably they're probably going to make like a male version of Idol School and he's going to show up on it and they're going to play up the whole re- redemption storyline because it makes good TV. So, you know, they're definitely thinking yeah. about that. Like, this is, it's, it's all publicity at the end, whether it's good or bad. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. Um, I mean, any closing thoughts besides what you've divulged already or? No, I did want to bring up, I don't know, this is kind of developing, but there was another train. Let me go into Discord because they were talking about it yesterday. Uh, so I got to find it. Uh, give me a couple of seconds. But there was basically another member who's like, people are, nothing's official, but like fandoms are are like, basically canceling him because i know people like saying they're canceling oh, i hate that i fucking hate that word but basically this i don't know so this guy is apparently um so here is a list of things um he's it's park yuri from produce x101 um but apparently like people keep comparing him to bobby um and then he would like is blocking those people and like he liked a comment that called Bobby ugly. Um, <laughs> Why? But it's so a- petty. apparently, I know. And then uh, apparently, while he was singing another song, he said the n word. Um, just and, but and then all of it, the fans that were telling him that was wrong and he shouldn't do that, he was blocking. Oh, so he was no. refusing to apologize. Um. And yeah, apparently he's just like super narcissistic and like encourages drinking, um, and stuff like that. Just like sounds like a a mess oh, of a person. Oh no, I'm looking um, at the pictures. He's got like he's got like some Johnny Walker shit. Like just like a, like on yeah. on like freaking like Insta story. Like not even like trying to hide. Oh yeah, no. yeah, yeah, yeah. Ask so how he. Uh, how the hell do you get? Oh, because somebody because it was. Somebody was he was asking like a oh it was a Q and A it was a Q and A thing it's like yeah. how the hell do I get your flawless skin let's go of your, let go of your secret my secret weapon alcohol doesn't alcohol fuck up your Johnny skin? Walker <laughs> yeah it does um, I don't uh, know but then yeah he, yeah apparently he was like saying the n word and ignored it um, he says his ex university <laughs> classmate she was a foreigner not Korean saying he was very arrogant and narcissistic, narcissistic in a bad way. Seems like his attitude issue has not reached K fans yet. It's more among international fans for now. So yeah, seems like he's just got a douchey personality Oops. and international fans are not 
a fan of him right now. Oh, um, so we'll see if any of that comes oh, yeah, out. Yeah, we'll see if any of that comes to light. But I mean, I don't know if it'll actually matter. But yeah. they were just talking about it in our. our but I mean, man, Discord why is it with the boy group channel? seasons that they just like the worst stuff comes out about it? Because like we had a lot of this coming out of uh, produce, uh, like produce one hundred one, like season two. Like that's yeah. why. Um, that's why. Uh, uh, like Park Ji Hoon came in with like three or four people, like as trainees, yeah. and one of them just had to fucking leave the company because of like a huge controversy, and everyone else just like yeah. quit the idol industry basically. So it's just like a lot of this. Yep. Can we go back to Produce Forty Eight where Stan- everyone like I, I should know. I was gonna say stand stand girl groups, stand, <laughs> stand female idols. Yeah, they don't do bullying things. They're much more wood. wholesome for yeah. the most part. Well, I mean, yeah, hopefully, but um, yeah. Hopefully. I, I guess that does it for our thoughts on this. What are your th- so? We'll leave the question to you. As uh, uh, Philly D says, um, what are your thoughts on the whole Yun Sobin controversy? Was it right to move remove him or just erase his ex- existence from the show? Was it right for uh, JYP to um, uh, ex- uh, remove his contract? Um, do you think he deserves a second chance as an idol? Uh, definitely let us know your thoughts. This is a discussion, so uh, let us know your thoughts in the comments below. Excuse me. Uh, back to Truly Daybok. Daybok cast 2120. Uh, we're on to part four, um, which is Andrew basically wanted to talk about just the, the growing concert scene in the U.S. and yeah. in terms of K-pop concerts and stuff. Yeah, I thought it was appropriate considering we bought our tickets for twice um, uh, just the day before recording this, uh, recording this on a Saturday. Um, so... Just, I guess, we could just start off with that. Like, did you think that Twice would have a, a arena tour that's selling out in the U.S. at this point in time? Or, like, if you if um, you asked, if you, like, if I asked you, like, three years ago, would you have thought that Twice would have Three years ago, no. Yeah. If you asked me a year and a half ago, I would have said, yeah, they're the, they're the only girl group that could easily do it. Um, so, yeah, I, I saw this coming. Um, but, yeah, if you asked me... Yeah, three years ago, like right after debut, or like even just after Cheer Up, like K-pop just wasn't big enough in the U.S. or that for that to happen, especially girl groups. Um, even back then, I don't think BTS could have done it. Uh, like big arenas. I mean, sure. Like, granted, the ones twice are doing like the one in Chicago is not a huge arena. It's but a, I mean, in in New York, they're doing still. Yeah, they're doing. They're doing Prudential. the Prudential Center and. LA they're doing the they're doing the forum which is like a huge Are they? okay yeah like that, that that's like the, Blackpink sold out the forum so like yeah, it's yeah. it's on that level of just uh yeah. venue no yeah i i if any i would have said yeah for sure twice could have done a year ago but 3 years ago no definitely not cuz i don't think anyone could have um but no yeah it's it's cool to see i'm especially it's cool especially to see with Blackpink and twice cuz girl groups don't get the recognition for concerts that yeah. guy groups do in the u.s yeah. like it's just girl groups just don't have the fans that guy groups do in in the u.s at least yeah because um, there's because most fans in america and i guess well most fake there's most k-pop fans even in korea are, are female but there are yeah. there is a large contingent of female fa- female fans that love female groups whereas yeah, that's not as much of a thing in the u.s most people are they only listen to boy groups well, yeah, well, and th- we've talked about this before, but th- there's a stigma of, like, guys liking cute 
girl like cute girl groups and like everyone like, thinks you're a fucking weirdo cute things or, and stuff yeah, yeah like it, 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 there's a stigma against that you only, you, all you yeah, want to do is sleep into, with them or whatever like just like really yeah, like creepy or, uncle fan type stereotype things yeah people just think if you're a guy that's into a girl group you're only into it because you think they're attractive and yeah you want to sleep with them or whatever so then if they're like a cutesy girl group with like underage members then people just think you're creepy or whatever when that's not the case like you can just like the music and just have fun listening to music or whatever um so yeah there's just a stigma against girl group concerts especially in the u.s uh for guys listening and then yeah girls um not as many girls here like girl groups as they do in Korea. Um, but I think that's going away uh, for the Thanks most part. Because K-pop's getting so big, I think people are just starting to realize, like, you can just be into it because it's fun, catchy music. And, mm-hmm. like, you can be into guy groups and girl groups no matter what your gender is. Um, so, but yeah, still, like, girl groups just don't get the recognition. Like, I remember Sam talking about the OMG concert. Like, it was half empty like even just like last year like and that's why they don't come like that's why the smaller girl groups never come to the u.s just they can't sell the tickets unfortunately and i think that's that's still in general like i think international fans don't care about the new groups nearly as much um and especially when it comes to girl groups as opposed to guy groups yeah because when it comes to new guy groups like again like like groups like Astro have been having concerts in yeah, the U.S. like their, consecutive years, yeah, so and like, they, they sell out. So like, yeah. even like the tiniest Nugu boy group has a following, whereas it's hard to garner a following for girl groups Girls. unless you're a twice Blackpink Red Velvet yeah, you have level. To be, you have, to, you be have be to be huge. You have to be huge. Unfortunately, I mean, yeah. Like, and even Red Velvet, I, I feel like, doesn't have the international fan base that Twice and Blackpink do. Like, yeah, because they I don't are think not... Red Velvet could sell out an arena. Stadia, like, yeah, unfor- arenas. Yeah, because when, when they came... It was a smaller venue, right? For... Yeah. NJ, they went to NJ Pack, which is a, like... A it's theater. just a theater right. sort of thing. So, like, I mean, yeah. granted, Monster X was there, too, so, I mean, even... I was going to say, well, yeah, they did the... Because they did it for Chicago, the, uh, the fan meet that I went to, um... They were in the same venue as that Monster X does, um, but Monster X isn't the biggest. They've they've got a loyal fan base that'll go to their concerts every year, but they're not the they're biggest, not the hugest. Like, yeah, they're yeah. not on the same level as a BTS or EXO or yeah, yeah, know, yeah like exactly. Got seven yeah, or seventeen. NCT. Well, NCT is probably around that similar level, yeah. maybe a little bit bigger. But I um, think it's just we're in an interesting position that um, there's sort of a. It used to be you just were the big. You had to be big to come over here because I mean, if you if we yeah, take a look back at like the history of just K-pop events in general in the U.S. before it was strictly like stuff like KCON or just like Korean like music festivals or the one year SM had a freaking SM town in New York City or mm-hmm. just like really big groups like like. Um, like Big Bang and Twenty One had um, Prudential Center concerts and everything, so you really had mm. to be the biggest of the biggest of the biggest. You either had to be like big enough on your own to justify having a solo concert, or you had to be part of a, like a KCON or like big festival like thing to yeah. have events here in the United States. Where now it feels like there's sort of a 
middle ground. There's a middle ground and then there's like a lower ground even where like the even mm-hmm. really tiny groups are there. Korea is starting to recognize the both the power of the American market and the viability of the American market now that like basically like mm-hmm. uh, groups like BTS groups like Blackpink groups like Twice groups like EXO have definitely uh, ushered in a new era where it is financially viable for a lot of groups to come over here like even if you aren't the biggest even in Korea like again hey like card isn't a big group and card is arguably arguably bigger in the americas and europe or whatever and they have a mm-hmm. following here yeah it, it's they're starting to realize that you don't have to, like it, it's entirely like the bts method of winning over international fans and hoping that gets you recognition back home um yeah yeah that, that's an interesting sort of thing that like yeah there's different like levels whereas usually you could. You only had to be. You had to be big, or pretty much. You'd get sparingly get concerts like that. Maybe like once a year, or twice a year yeah. if you were lucky. Now there's literally. If you look on like um, on our K-pop, there's a c- compilation list of just every K-pop event that happens um, in the United States and in Europe and in other places in um, the year of 2019. And there's literally a concert every month of the year so far like some k-pop artist or rapper or something is in the coming to the united states like this year so like there's no shortage at this point in all in all honesty it's it's a very like fascinating time when when back and when i was starting like literally it was just a special event for a group like snsd to have a fan meet here whereas like yeah groups on that level are probably going to start coming here like every year. That's that's the thing. Like it used to be where it was so hard to plan around a US tour. Now they're baking that mm-hmm. into like they're they're making time for US tours just because they know the 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 importance of the market. Quite honestly, like they 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 probably make more money over here. Like if you really think about it, Korea is a small country and like you they only really like how often how often do they tour in places outside of Seoul? Like I'm not really familiar with that aspect of uh, they it. They go to like Busan. There's a couple. <laughs> they tour like the major cities like 3 or 4. Yeah, that's the thing though. Like you only, you only have so many in at least when it comes to Korea. Most you, of, you only really yeah, have like, I mean, what, like Seoul, Busan, like Incheon if you want to be like specific. Um, yeah, well I mean it was just the problem the other thing is like just doing it in Seoul is fine because Korea is so small that People from Busan will just yeah they'll just take, take a train the three on. three hours to take a train to Seoul and go see it. It's like not a big deal. Like it's like easier for them to go from one side of the country, country to, to Seoul deal. to see yeah. a concert than it is for me to drive to Chicago and back. And I'll I do that. So like yeah, that's the thing. Like like there's America. there's no there's no reason to take the groups to other cities when it's not that big of a country that they'll just come to you. Yeah, and I mean, I guess just in terms of, like, the the Asia sphere of influence, like, it's easier, it's easy for them to just fly to Japan and do his shows in, like, Tokyo, or go to, like, Indonesia, mm-hmm. Vietnam, uh, Philippines, like, those those types of, like, China, if they want to. Um, yeah, it's a lot, it's always been easier for them to do that, but, again, now with the viability, like, you're seeing most artists, it's not just one date, it's usually, they're usually doing the West Coast, they're doing the South, they're doing the East Coast, Pacific Northwest, like, everyone, mm-hmm. most of the time, everyone gets, uh, 
something close to them, except for Middle America. <laughs> Unfortunately, yeah. like the Midwest usually kind of gets fucked because like they always they don't yeah, always we, go to uh, Chicago, Chicago or Detroit or um, any well, other big Midwest well, cities. Day six is the only group that's ever come to Detroit. Detroit. So, um, but yeah, like even Chicago doesn't always get concerts. It's like the smaller concerts will just be east west coast and texas usually like stray kids is only east west coast of texas like i can't see stray kids unless i go to newark which i can't afford to do (laughs) you can buy a plane ticket for next week then go go right ahead um yeah uh so Um, yeah i think that's just an interesting just the interesting aspect of it is how easier it is for them and that's definitely a big part of that is because they're spit there's been a growth in specific companies that will sort of act like a middleman in terms of like yeah. organizing these concerts. Cause I mean, you have subculture entertainment, you have K-pop, me, yeah, you have my one. music taste. Um, you have studio PAV or PAV who they really specialize in like small boy groups and everything. Like that's how VAV gets to come to the VAV and like SF nine had their own concerts and, and up tension. Mm-hmm. Like that's how they have concerts in the U S like they have it at really small venues. They keep it, they keep it financially viable for even these small groups. So yeah, it's interesting the way that the market has developed in that sort of way where it, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think it wouldn't, I don't think this proliferation would have existed without those companies just making it easier because I'm sure I'm sure like freaking like SM has no idea how the hell to run concerts in the United States or how to do like all like the venues and sort of stuff so having people that yeah that's probably the biggest part of it is that having companies here that are familiar with um running tours or events in the United States just acting as that middleman has probably been a huge contributing factor as to why more and more companies are finding it viable to come here into the United States yep yeah, it's definitely those those companies help a lot, uh, makes it a lot easier for them. Because, yeah, like you said, it's it's got to be impossible to coordinate all of the stuff related to a tour in the U.S. Because all the different venues you got to talk to uh, and figure out all their different restrictions and dates, everything like dates. Like, yeah, just figuring out all that stuff's got to be impossible. So having a middleman do it uh, like definitely helps and it's a hundred percent uh a big reason of why this these concerts are happening more and more often especially for the smaller groups because those companies just can't even afford to figure out all this stuff yeah um, definitely like like, <laughs> like even yeah even when groups like uh 80s are touring or yeah exactly like they're brand new group like from a company that like nobody's heard of or even like sunmi like again remember sunmi's company yeah. isn't that big and granted she has name yeah. recognition but like her company itself isn't that big so like for yeah. her to have a viable like u.s tour is just what are you incredible. talking about wonder girls debuted in the u.s sunmi's huge here yeah. They had a movie on Nickelodeon. And no, that's another sort of <laughs> speaking of like debut, like that's another thing. Like before even having concerts, usually the like that was the the only viable method of getting like exposure or getting on here into the US uh was yeah, that's how it used to be. Like Wonder Girls was on tour with the Jonas Brothers. Um 
uh, Crayon Pop went on tour with Lady Gaga. Like, you had to just, like, attach yourself to another huge names tour just to get any, like, sort of exposure here before you could even think about having events on your own. So, yeah, it's mm-hmm. crazy just, like, how much it's grown in that sort of aspect. Um, also, with dates, just it's a lot more complicated to just organize dates around here because there's a lot more important sporting events happening in the U.S. than there are in Korea. Because in Korea, mm-hmm. they really only give a shit about, like, baseball and that's it like jacob said he went to a soccer game for like fc soul and nobody went. <laughs> it was like the yeah, stadium yeah. was half empty which is kind of a shame because they had a big they had this big fancy world cup stadium that no one wants to use for sports or like i guess they probably only go for the national team but yeah it's yeah there's there's less big sports that are, have following um, in Korea than they do in America. So when you have like four major sports that you have to like schedule around in terms of using the venues, that's why you can't get, that's why like BTS can't get like these big venues like MetLife Stadium and like the Rose Bowl and Soldier Field. They can't get that during the win like the, the fall because of football season. So that's yeah, why they have yeah, to schedule exactly. it like here and everything. So like the, comp- the complexity of that's a lot, definitely a lot more than you have to deal with. Also, yeah. we don't have dedicated like concert arenas if that makes yeah i was gonna say all all of these stadiums are like other than like theaters like (laughs) but then you have to deal with like plays and orchestras and stuff like all of these stadiums are are sports stadiums yeah like like, concerts are never the first priority for any of the venues that they yeah yeah exactly yeah or unless it's like something like the best buy theater where that's mostly concerts but like in korea there's specific like they call them like gymnasiums or whatever. But like there's specific there's venues that are dedicated to holding these K-pop concerts and in in large scale. So yeah, that's another. That's just like a difference in because sports definitely makes a lot more money here than like music does, like by far. Yeah, <laughs> yeah sporting events are a multi-billion dollar industry, whereas yeah, like in Korea, like music is the multi-billion dollar leading industry. So, uh, where do you th- do you think there is a future for? Groups like a, a girl groups like a Twice or a Blackpink to potentially God, hold so. I, hold like a like like stadium like football stadium level concerts. Uh, yeah, that because uh, um, I mean I th- yeah I could I could see Blackpink doing it um for sure uh, in a couple of years if they keep if they keep putting out music if, if they, they keep put putting out music, out music they will yeah uh, actually like keep growing um I could see it happening if two any one happens and they just they're already done putting out music like two any one was after a couple of years then they won't but yeah I I could see twice or Blackpink I I just want more I just wish smaller girl groups could viably come here because like it made me so upset that. Dreamcatcher did a world tour and actually did a world tour where they went to Europe and South America and Asia, like, but they didn't come to North America. Like, nobody ever goes, like, smaller girl groups never go to Europe Europe and South America, but they... They skipped North America. Like, I would have done anything to see Dreamcatcher. Um, So, like, I just wish that wasn't a problem. Um... Because it, like you said, like we said, it's not a problem for smaller boy groups. Like they've they've been they've been doing this for years. Um, so I just I just wish it would be more viable for girl groups. And I I I I'm hopeful that it will be in the next year or two. Like it'll be okay for like Uju Sonio to come to the U.S. or yeah, like just Chunga do a tour like like mid-tier 
like popularity girl groups i think at least have a chance um so i'm hopeful yeah obviously i named two iy branches of so. course of course i mean i'd love to see a group like uju sonyo come over here Granted, yeah i think uju sonyo like and i it's they nice because starship membership issues I don't yeah know. well like starship yeah i can't believe there's there's the yehua concert that the two yehua, two of the three yehua members won't be at uh it's so dumb um but uh like starship's shown like obviously they're doing great with monstax like they've been touring this is the third year in a row that they're doing a u.s tour or like a world tour even i think they go to like south america and stuff a little mm. bit um so i i think starship sees the the value or like the the fact that they can make money off of these if they keep doing it um and so I'm hoping they can extend that to Uju Sonyo. I know obviously Uju Sonyo is not nearly as popular as Monster X is, um, but I think they could do okay. I think they should give them a chance at least mm. and see how it does. And then obviously they don't have to do it every year like Monster X does, but just once. Yeah, I mean, um, again, you could just hit the big cities like New York City. Yeah. You're gonna get, you're gonna sell out. L.A. You're gonna sell yeah. out. Like maybe like some part of Texas yeah, you're gonna sell out. Do like, one in Texas. Do like Toronto or Chicago. You probably you might not sell it out, but it'll do okay. Like, yeah, there, there are there are yeah. It's a lot more viable than it was. It doesn't have to be Monster X where you go to twenty cities or whatever, yeah. but like, just give give there give the country a shot. Yeah, Let me seriously, see yeah, like these I, girl I, I, groups. I like to see more girl groups. Yeah, just have an opportunity to showcase their themselves over here and just get on the tv shows the same way that like because again like every time there's a k-pop boy group that comes to new york city they're on our local news and everything and i'd love to see that happen for girl groups as well so uh what are your thoughts on this sort of influx of k-pop concerts in the u.s it's definitely it's it's a lot easier are you they still missing your your uh, neck of the woods would you like them to come to like i don't know like des moines iowa or something like that i don't know yeah. montana uh, yeah where would, nobody would you, lives yeah would you like to see would you like to see more um k-pop groups or which k-pop groups would you like to see start to tour in the u.s now that we have a market over here so definitely let us know yep so yeah, that's it uh, for episode 120 of the Daybotcast. Um, like we said at the beginning of the show, uh, if you like it, uh, if you like the episode, like the video, subscribe on YouTube, follow us on Twitter, review us on iTunes, and most importantly, check out our Discord. Um, you can come hang out with us. We have a nice community there. It's nice and small. It's not a huge community. Um, so like you're not going to get overwhelmed with tons of messages and you get to know some cool people. Um and talk to us directly and we're in there hanging out a lot all the time um pretty much all the time so and we do fun stuff like song ratings and we did a march madness visual bias bracket um <laughs> that type of stuff so we just do fun little things in there uh so yeah definitely come check us out there um anything any closing thoughts for you uh again yeah we really don't have anything until uh kcon uh yeah produce cast and Pretty much some point whenever, because what, episode two just happened yesterday? Yeah, so they're going to get to eliminations so, in like an episode or two. Episode so. three will, yeah, so we'll figure that out in the next couple weeks. Mm-hmm. But yeah, definitely a lot to look forward to. Yep. So yeah, thanks for listening and goodbye. Stay fancy. Stay throbbingly fancy.
How did you not do that last week? I don't know. I don't know how I didn't do that. I guess I said stay jet lagged. I was too tired, so. <laughs> That's true. Hanyang.